Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the show, everybody. As we uh, talk recruiting, Larry Bluestein with us, Don Bailey Jr., University of Miami today on signing day. Uh, the final numbers for Miami, 24 players signed in this recruiting class. 24 players signed in the recruiting class. Eight in the top 250 of uh, ESPN, or eight of the top 300 in ESPN. Eight in the top 250 of uh, 247 sports. Uh, one Army All-American and six Under Armour All-Americans for the University of Miami and seven players from South Florida. Uh, Blue, the Under Armour All-Americans. Let's talk about some of those guys. Redding, wide receiver. What do you like about him? Love him. Uh, Gamer, uh, kid from IMG Academy. Uh, He had such great workouts throughout the week and then during the game. I mean, he wasn't targeted a lot. I mean, that's like an NBA All-Star basketball game. Those kids, you know, they throw to whoever they can. Uh, I like him a lot, Joe. I I just think, you know, a little seasoning. He comes from a high-level program, which you love, because when they come from that atmosphere into something like this, nothing's going to surprise them. Another wide receiver, Worsham, uh, also an Under Armour All-American. Big-time kid. Last uh, player that Miami had out of uh, of Hewitt-Trustville was Dane Pruitt, uh, the old kicker back in the day for Miami. And, uh, uh, you know, this is a guy that actually came down to Alabama. He was uh, really uh, concentrating on maybe going to Alabama. Probably figure that he comes down here. He gets in the, uh, you know, gets in the mix a lot earlier. And, um, yeah, I like him too. Playmaker, maybe not a huge game breaker, but uh, but somebody is a possession kid. I want to ask you about one other kid. Uh, I don't think he was an Under Armour All-American, but I find him very interesting, uh, and that is uh, Quentin Williams. He's a defensive end, and the reason I bring him up, maybe people down here don't realize that uh, North Carolina has really good high school football now, yeah. in particular Charlotte, and in particular Mallard Creek. Mallard Creek, definitely. Coach for, by former Everglades. Uh, Everglades, Ever, in the water with Everglades. Joe Brady, right. he's, you know, he was an Everglades guy. and Mike Palmer. Where did his dad play? Joe Brady was that not Carroll City? Close, <laughs> Where? close. HML. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, go. gonna say. Go. I, I should have thought. I said, "Wow, Don coming Dad, for me, of yeah, course, right?" Say, yeah, Did you play wow. with him? Yeah. He he played his with dad Joe, was, his, no, his his dad yeah, right. was, played for Joe Brodsky Senior. Oh. In 1975, won the state championship at Hylia Miami Lakes and was the fullback running back. And wow. he, he went to Clemson from there. The dad went to Clemson from there on one, on that undefeated state championship team from of HML at Joe Brodsky's. Well, well, uh, who was your quarterback? Gary Harper? Was Harper your quarterback? Gary Harper was my – Gary Harper was the quarterback my junior year at Miami Lakes. Yeah. He went and to South Carolina, didn't he? He went to South yeah. Carolina. Gary Harper. But Quentin Williams, but Williams, great great football player, well coached. Uh, another team that plays at a high level. They're the team that broke independence uh, record, uh, you know, for wins. Uh, you get kids in that of that nature in the mix. Kids, there's a lot to be said. That's why everybody always wants a gun for South Florida kids because you know that the Northwestern St. Thomas kids have played at a high level. Nothing's going to surprise them. Nothing's going to overwhelm them. 
Quentin Williams comes in here. He's ready to play. You know, Joe, when I when I look at this in blue, the Keyshawn Smith from from San Diego, right? Six foot wide receiver. Now, if if people don't think that Manny Diaz has a name, or the and the University of Miami has a reputation and a name, and that Coach Field didn't do a great job recruiting, this guy's three or four star, depends who you look at, was a deep. Decom- or, or transfer because of the Washington State, right? You, you lost the head coach, so you can leave. He comes to Miami with no trip, did not take a visit, right? Makes a decision and is here in 24 hours. Got to like that. I mean, you talk about a guy that wanted to be a cane. You talk about a guy that wanted to be a cane. That's that's the one out of all of them. When you go from West Coast to East oh, yeah. Coast, no trip, and – that's amazing. Same high school uh, that produced Marcus Allen, Lincoln High School. And so, you know, they play a little bit of ball out there. And, so, yeah, certainly he's another kid. There, there's so many guys on this, you know, on in this class. You know, let's not let, – we're not even talking about the, you know, D.R.X. Uh, Kings and guys. We're talking about the recruits, the, the freshman recruits. And and we, we had alluded to Don Chaney uh, Jr. and also Jalen Knighton. But another guy that I think that people are going to be pleasantly surprised with because of the fact that he's a lunch pail kid. He's there before anybody leaves after everybody, and that's Xavier Restrepo. You had a chance I to – I saw him at St. Thomas. Right. Well, you know, he started out at Monarch, uh, went to St. Thomas, try to get more exposure then wanted to graduate early which he did he came in here and went to uh, his last year to Deerfield Beach but here's a guy that walks into this school with a 4.2 GPA too well, so a, when, <laughs> I, when I saw him play a couple things stood out one he catches the ball yep Two, he makes something happen with it when he catches the ball. And three, I think the trend you see, where does Miami deficient in offensively? Coach Diaz just talked about it. Third downs. Yeah. Terrible on third downs. Yeah. And some of the schools or some of the teams, pro or uh, college, that are great on third downs, they have first down makers. Right. Guys that can get into that defense and make something happen uh, with those option routes or whatever the case might be, come across the middle. Guys that are clever, know how to get open. Yeah. And, and he's one of them. I he's think one, he's of, one of those guys. And Don brought up a good point before about somebody like uh, a Lashley getting everybody involved. His tight ends had 70 catches last year. So now you they have, are yeah, a part of yes, the offense. Yes, they are a part of the offense. And when you have two of the showcase uh, tight ends in the country, you got to use them. Now, Marmelli from Mamarelli. Mamarelli. Yeah. I, when I saw his tape, I was as impressed with that guy on how he blocks. No doubt. I was hoping when I met him in person that he was a little taller and a little bigger because I wanted to see him grow into a tackle. <laughs> Offensive line was a problem, obviously, and you you knew it from the beginning. You, you depth problem, but also you know you have a, some new blood. You had a chance to uh, meet Garen uh, Justice and uh, and also Coach Lachey, Rhett Lachey. Uh, what are your feelings? Because you, you're a guy who's an offensive-minded guy. You're the one that had to sit through the misery sometimes of those three and outs last year. Well, I'm a, I'm a big believer at, at on the line of scrimmage, specifically on the offensive line, that age and experience is your best friend. Right. If you're if you have to start a left tackle that's a true freshman, you're you're behind the eight ball already. And then you gotta start a right guard in game two that's a true freshman now you're in big trouble. And, and, and then not, a center and, who and, has, <laughs> had never taken many snaps Never either. taken a snap. Yeah. And yeah. Corey Gaynor right. at, center, at the center spot. And then you have to start playing the musical chairs. And I really think that the offensive line for the inexperienced 
per position, right? Because Gaynor was never a center. Right. Your left tackle was never a left tackle. Your left guard was never a left guard. Donaldson was a right guard, right? right. And he played right tackle. And then you had your, your right guard who had never started. And Scaife was a guy that bounced back between the two. And he was young. And, he, <laughs> and he's young. Yeah. And we were talking off the air how talented he is. So I, I, I think age helps. Um, the, the new offensive line coach, I met him uh, this evening, and he's very enthusiastic. His, it helps, in my opinion, that he was down in South Florida at FAU, FAU. for a couple right, years. Right. I love the fact that he played in a fast-paced offense with Rich Rod at West Virginia. I like the fact that he was a head coach. Mind you, it was yes. a small school in West Virginia. He was an offensive coordinator this past season. At UNLV, at right? At UNLV, right, with another fast-paced offense. So, so many things came together with, with his with his resume with Coach Lashley, who when, when he said, don't misunderstand me, we're going to be physical and we're going to run the football, I'm in. You know, and, and when you take a look at last year and, and just when a player would get hot and he'd have the hot hand, Brevin Jordan, who was amongst the best uh, tight ends in the country, or a D. Wiggins, mm-hmm. or a Mark Pope, or any of the kids, uh, Harley, and then all of a sudden they disappear the next game. Um, is is now we, we talked about that before. I mean, obviously a player, if he, they don't know the playbook, you know, that could be one of the problems. But also in an offensive coordinator, I think they have a feel of that hot hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, you as a former player has to understand that if things are going right, why change it? You, well, if it's working, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would think. If it's not broken, don't, don't, don't fix it. So I, I think that there's – I think that the key that – I'm most impressed with was the fact that they signed King. And, you know, the, the kid from, um, from Wake Forest who went to Georgia. Yes. That was it. He had a phenomenal year at Wake Forest. No Mind doubt. you, they had two outstanding receivers uh, on that roster sure. as well that made his life a lot easier. But I, I think that what Miami lacked also last year was maturity. There had not been a lot of mentoring because, you know, there was a young offensive team. But King comes in, and he brings a level of maturity, a level of of leadership, an understanding of how to be a quarterback. And I think the fact that he played so many positions that he has the ability to teach those guys, those receivers, hey, look, I'll go run the route if you can't run yeah, the route. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've played slot in D1 football. I, I was a successful player, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this thing comes together. And we started off the show, Blue, with, with the conversation of the issues that happened last year. The checklist is yes, what you said. Yes, yes. Manny Diaz went down the checklist and fixed it. I mean, you know, yeah. at least – remedied it we'll find out that it's fixed he made the changes the offense every everything you look at he went out and addressed the quarterback position was inconsistent you know jaron williams had a great game against louisville and did not have some good games against virginia tech didn't have a good game against la tech didn't have a good game against fiu so you go out and you get the best quarterback that's available to help upgrade your program and hopefully Nikosi Perry, I'll give him a lot of credit because you'll appreciate this. I was, we're doing the locker room show after La Tech. Right. And bowl games are weird because it's really the the, the final hurrah for 
you know, 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 guys. And there was one guy that was crying. And that was Nikosi Perry. And it wasn't because he was hurt. No. It was because he was upset. Yeah. And I mean upset. I can't really use the words I want no, to use, right? No, I understand. Right? No, I understand. And that competitiveness, right? Competitor, exactly. Because it's got to hurt. Yeah, no it, doubt. It has to hurt when you lose. You, In my opinion, to be great in athletics and really in anything is you have to hate losing more than you like winning. No, I agree. And I, I agree. saw that in Nikosi, and I think that's a that's a good thing. And we know how tough he was playing with the saturated shoulder. And now that room's starting to get some toughness, some age. And now you, you've got uh, Tyler Van Dyke coming in. And Competition. We haven't, we haven't spent enough time on him. No, we haven't. And, and we will, I, I, obviously. I mean, but your, your thoughts on him. I mean, this is a big, strong physical intelligent kid uh, who comes in here with a lot of passion who, who couldn't wait to get here you know that's a refreshing Correct. thing couldn't wait to be a hurricane. wanted to be a cane yes he wanted to be a cane and that's you know you look at there that's the the mo these days the the duke johnson's uh, people who no matter what i don't care who's coaching if it's in carl gables you're wearing a green and orange and white i want to be part of it and that's exactly what tyler van dyke did and certainly that's what uh, nicosi perry He's always wanted to be a hurricane. And that was the thing that Coach Diaz went out in his recruiting is that he wanted to find people that wanted to wear the orange and green. He, it wasn't about, we're going to recruit you. Uh, we're one attend. You want to be a cane. Yeah. Then uh, you're going to commit and you're going to stay committed because we're going to stay committed. Yep, no and, I, and, and really, people kind of scratched their head at his approach. It paid off. No, I agree. It, it paid off. There, we got guys flipping into us, not guys flipping out. Yep. So I, I think that that was, I think that that, that he, how he approached it, and this staff really overcame a, a lot to end the season the way that Miami did, and to sign this the, the first wave that they did to have the portal success and now to have the success and we'll go back the Yank, being able to pull a young man out of the land floor yes 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 uh, i mean you're, gator you're, territory my how many uh, uh, how stinson many, how, was the last guy we got out of the land uh, i was just gonna ask yeah, you it's been a while it's been, been a while, while and, right and certainly not an area t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.